Hello Playmates, it's Claire here. Uh, nice to have you here. So you may have discovered our podcast in the past. A couple of years ago, I did start making recordings. It was called the Play Prompts Podcast. If you So if you do want to find earlier episodes, it might be worth um, searching Play Prompts. However, I thought we'd rename it. Um, and so yeah, this is now the Happy Playing uh, podcast, a Play Hero podcast by me, Claire Russell, hoping to have maybe along the way some guests as well, which I thought would be really interesting. But for now, it's also going to be lots of my thoughts, sharing ideas, but also sharing the tools so that you are able to set up play and fill your days at home um, and really have the tools and tricks up your sleeve to be able to do it for yourself. So that's the idea behind this. So yes, hoping to get this up and running and starting again. So like I said, lovely to have you here. No jingle, no intro. Um, but hey, I'm sure we'll, that will come as we go down the road at some point. But for now, let's just get into it, shall we? So who am I? I'm Claire. I run Play Hooray. Please do come and find me on Instagram, Facebook, all the all the places um, where I am regularly talking about play, being at home with babies, toddlers, young children, big children, and just the importance of getting our children playing for active and healthy brains and bodies. So that's sort of what I do. So please do come along and find our community online because it is amazing. Uh, but I'm hoping today to share some of my thoughts and I just thought the inspiration from this is the news recently. We are currently in lockdown number three in England and we've had news that it's looking likely that children aren't going to be returning to school until Easter. So that's a good few months. Um, and it's quite daunting to hear that, to be honest. I think a lot of us are taking one day or one week at a time. But to hear we've got such a long stretch is quite daunting yeah it's um I think we're all feeling a bit nervous about it it's a lot to deal with so what I've come on today to do is I just want to share with you how early years professionals plan their play and plan the activities that they're going to do with young children and I thought this might be an exercise that if you are interested in doing this for yourself I hope it might be useful um, and in that case, I would grab a pen and paper for this one, actually. Uh, you might want to take some notes just because I'm going to share quite a lot of it at quite a speed. Um, we're going to go through it. And I, yeah, it might just help. If you have a pen and paper, it means that you can jot down and go back and fill it in later when you're ready to plan uh, your own play. So the idea with this is I know that lots of children across the country have been set work from school. However, you know, our young ones aren't used to being sat in front of a laptop all day, every day. It's a lot. It's intense. And at the same time, we're all trying to do lots of other things at the same time. So this ideally is for young children. Maybe you've got children that were in nursery or preschool or toddlers and you just want in a bit of structure because all day, every day, it's hard to fill. And um, as we know, our young children have short attention spans and it can be quite tricky when it comes to entertaining them. So I'm hoping that this will equip you with the skills for planning your play and helping you to feel a little more prepared. I know we've got the wonderful likes of in, uh, Pinterest and there's loads and loads going on on social media. I share lots of ideas all the time, but sometimes actually it can become a little bit overwhelming, can't it? When you see lots and lots of ideas, it's hard to choose where to start almost. 
So I thought by doing this, it gives you the skills and then you can still go back and use those resources, but you've, you're actually a lot more focused with what you're looking for. And I'll go into more detail um, as we go on. So yes, my idea here is that we are going to plan play and activities and yes, it includes learning because children learn through play, but it's all about keeping our children active and thinking and moving and doing um, and that's the plan behind it and uh, surprise surprise it does include screen time as well because let's face it it's reality (laughs) and I use it as an activity and as a learning tool as well okay so where do we start now then what I would do as always um, I come from an early years background I am an early years specialist I've taught in school for many years and the way that we start is that we watch the children so we watch what the children are interested in what's sparking their play at the moment what they're talking about what they're asking about or what they choosing to read about um you know you'll notice things come up in conversation it might be what's going on in the world at the moment or it might be something else. It might be um, you might have a child that's a keen Paw Patrol fan and all they want to do is play Paw Patrol all day and every day. And if that's the case or whatever program it is or type of play it is, uh, you can still use that as a as a starting point for what we're going to do with this little exercise. Um, or it might be something a bit more uh, I don't know, space, you know, more of a theme, uh, farms, unicorns, I don't know, it, it could be all sorts. Um, and our children, you know, they do, don't underestimate uh, their interests as well. Um, you know, talk to them. And like I said, you'll, you'll be amazed at what they, what they um, remember and what they hold information. You know, my little boy, he's six now, but years ago, um, we talked about the Costa Concordia, which is the huge cruise ship that crashed, and he finds it fascinating. And we will often find ourselves watching and talking about stories about the recovery effort uh, for that. So it just shows you that it can be, it become, it can be something unexpected. But yeah, lots of things can actually spark our children's interest. And they're spending lots of time at home at the moment. So it might come from a book. It might come from a TV programme. And that's absolutely fine. If there's nothing particularly standing out or you are wanting to refresh your play, so maybe you are fed up with the portal and want to move from it away from it, um, I'd start with a book or a programme or something like that. Something that they know quite well. So if we are, let's say we're starting with a book, you've got a book that you've read to the children many times, uh, which is a really good thing, you know, I know it can be mundane and repetitive for us, but actually repeating stories to children is really beneficial to them because we want our children to know books, the stories off by heart, essentially, because then they use those stories in their play. So starting with a book is a really great point. And you can revisit the book, you know, every day for two weeks if you want to. Uh, Your children will probably love that. Or, as I said, go with your child's interest. Now, there are lots of benefits from going with a child's interest. Like I said, those Paw Patrol fans, Peppa Pig fans, whatever it might be. If that's their interest, it's often more effective to stick with that, but find other ways of playing. And I will also show you how to do that in this exercise. So sometimes actually thinking, no, well, let's start from scratch and start something completely new and abstract 
can actually turn children off. They're maybe not bothered. Or you'll set up an activity and they'll clear it and they'll put their Paw Patrol figures in there anyway because that's what they want to do. Um, so this exercise will actually help you to stay with Paw Patrol because it's obviously something they're interested in, but hopefully expand their experience of, of play. Okay, so we've got our starting point. It might be Paw Patrol. It might be a book. Um, it could be a TV programme. It could be anything, like I said, something in the news that's coming up at the moment. And uh, we're going to start with that point and then we're going to do something called mind mapping. So this is where you are effectively putting everything down on paper. Now, I'm a chunky marker pen, great big roll of paper kind of girl that loves to, you know, jot things down on large scale or maybe a whiteboard or something like that. You might not. You might be the kind of person, as you're listening, want to put this in the notes on your phone. You might be a post-it kind of person, whatever. But the way that you mind map um, is completely up to you. But it's just about just putting things down. And you'll be amazed at how many ideas you come up with uh, doing this exercise. And then you can use that to start planning and preparing for what you're going to do with your play. Okay, so... On your whopping great roll of paper, if you're like me, with your chunky marker pen, we are going to think about all the areas of the curriculum. Now, when children enter our education system here in the UK, we have six areas of learning. It did move to seven, but we'll, we'll just stick for the six for now. Um, <laughs> we'll just stick with the six for now, and uh, we're going to come other, cover some other topics. So these are the areas of learning. If your child's in the education system... Um, what they are assessed against and things like that. Now, remember what I said, that children are learning through play all the time. So it is not always a learning exercise as such, but when you set up a play activity, there will be skills that they are practicing and embedding or trying out for the first time. So there is lots and lots of learning that comes from our play. So that's why actually starting with the earliest curriculum does really help us um, with our thinking when it comes to planning our play. And you'll see why. So on this piece of paper, we're going to be putting lots and lots of titles. And these titles are going to cover lots of different types of play. And we're going to use those uh, to help link types of play with the interest okay so in the middle of your great big piece of paper I want you to write down what you've noticed your child is interested is it Paw Patrol is it um the Hungry Caterpillar book you know what what story is it what program is it what is it that they're talking about interested in pop it down in the middle of the paper it can be anything it really can be anything and um and then round the edge, so giving it lots of space. You want lots of space to be able to jot down those ideas because you'd be amazed it's gonna, that you're going to start sparking soon and it'll all be coming out in a minute. Round the edge, we are going to write the word creative. So that's all the creative type of play. Another one, you're going to write physical. Another area, you are going to write literacy. And another section, you're going to write maths. Another section again, you are going to write understanding the world. Don't worry about that. I will explain what I mean by that. And in another section, you are going to put PSED. So that's personal, social, emotional development, because that's a really important part for our children, particularly whilst we're in lockdown, that we are supporting that social, emotional um, part of their development as well. It can be quite tricky, so um, don't don't worry about it too much. And then in the last section, I want you to write resources. Okay, so you should have put all those different headings. 
And then the idea is what you're going to do is take your idea in the middle. So take your interest. We've got Paw Patrol and we're going to one by one go through each area and think about how we could come up with some creative ways to play with Paw Patrol. So you may have some figures, you may have some stickers, all that sort of stuff. And we're going to work our way through because linking these different areas will help us to come up with lots of different types of play. So starting in creative. Creative play is the things like art. So that could be exploring colour, exploring material, cutting, sticking, drawing, painting, all those sorts of things. Uh, getting messy, the messy play, anything like that. Construction is also a really great one. Again, there are lots of these types of play that could go in other areas as well. You know, construction could also go in physical. And by construction, I mean building with blocks, building with different items, building with small things, building with big things, that sort of thing. So around creative, we're thinking about sand and water play, messy play, creative children, encouraging our creative children. It might also be exploring music and sound and dance and all those wonderful, rich things as well, which can come in, as you can imagine, dance could come under physical as well, couldn't it? Don't worry if you've got overlaps. At the minute, this is just for us. No one's going to see it. You know, thank goodness. We're not teaching. This is just for us with our kids. Uh, we're not going to be offset it here. <laughs> So we've got creative and we've got all those different areas. So how can we do art and crafts with Paw Patrol theme? Is there some, something that you could get the kids to make, to paint, to draw, to dance to, all linked to Paw Patrol, I wonder? Hmm. Or whatever your theme is. I'm using Paw Patrol as an example. Please don't anyone that's not Paw Patrol fans panic that it doesn't work for yours. It really will, whatever the theme. And don't be stuck. If you really are scratching your head at all of these, uh, do give me a shout and I'll do my best to help you. Now, as you go through, you will realise that there are areas of the of, um, of different types of play that just don't fit. Uh, just don't fit with your theme. And that's fine. Rather than making tenuous links, don't worry about it. Just leave it. You can always come. I'm sure you'll cover them in another way. So don't worry if you can't get Paw Patrol. Um, I don't know. I can get Paw Patrol in most things, actually. To be honest, I'm to look. But anyway, if you can't make it fit, don't worry about it. Just leave it. So you've got your creative there. Then we've got physical. So th this is starting to think about big movements, getting our children using their bodies in lots of different ways, learning about what their bodies can do. Uh, it might be going on bikes, it might be climbing at the park, it might be going on slides, it might be um, lots of balancing, learning to roll a ball and learning to jump with two feet. It could be all those wonderful types of things. It also includes small movements too. All those movements that help children to gain control of holding a pen or a pencil. Um, so maybe things like Play-Doh, sewing, um, lots of things like that. Now, as you can see already, we're starting to overlap with some art things, drawing and painting with that. It's all really great for the hands as well. And that's okay. This is just what we're using uh, for getting down some ideas. Then we've got literacy. Literacy is, yes, writing, mark making, having a go at making marks and uh, reading. And the great thing about this is when it's linked to something like Paw Patrol, you're giving it a purpose. You know, if we're making tickets um, for the Paw Patrol dogs to, I don't know, what could they want their tickets to? To go see Ryder, I don't know, um, or um, reading a map of where they've got to go and rescue somebody, 
it gives it purpose. So it makes it meaningful for our children. So how can you get Paw Patrol into reading and writing? How could we, what could we write for? Do we need to write instructions for the Paw Patrol to go and do something or to build something? I don't know. But also literacy also includes storytelling. Like I said at the beginning, the importance of children having a really good bank of stories that they know off by heart and telling stories and making up stories and coming up with the end of stories and predicting what's going to happen next in stories and all that wonderful story language. And that also links with pretend play, role play, small world where they're pretending, taking on different roles, puppets and things like that. Also links to creative play, but don't worry about it. Okay, so then we've got maths. We are a maths. Don't forget, maths is not just counting our number. I know it's on the pedestal. You know, our children know the number's up to 20, but there's also lots of other things we want our children to understand and have a good knowledge of. So things like money and shapes and volume and pattern and being able to talk about their thinking and a guess. And again, um, being able to predict what's going to happen. You know, in the water tray, filling up containers and talking about it, Full, empty, half full, overflowing, all that sort of wonderful rich language is really, really great. So overlaps with our literacy again, you see. Then we've got understanding the world. So this is a, can be tricky sometimes. This can often um, include things like things from, yes, things from around the world. So how other people live, other communities, learning about other people and what's going on in the world. Um, it can also include about nature, getting to know nature um, and exploring natural materials like that. It also includes ICT, so children using technology around the home. So being able to program things, being able to coding is now part of the curriculum, um, being able to turn things on and off using controllers, all that sort of stuff is also really important and skills that they do need to know as part of the curriculum. So you've got you've got a great big chapter there of, again, how could we get Paw Patrol with nature? How could you explore nature on a Paw Patrol theme? How could you um, learn about people around the world using Paw Patrol? You know, do they go, do they go to another country? And then do you want to learn about that country and all those sorts of things? And also programming. I'm sure Ryder has some sort of computer, doesn't he, that he gets his emergency calls. Could you make your own or something like that? It's all that sort of stuff. And then we're going on to the personal, social, emotional. Now, this can be often the one that's uh, forgotten about or can be quite hard to um, link themes to. But actually, once you start, this sort of, um, this area of play often feeds through all the other types of play. So like when they are pretending, uh, they're actually taking on a different role. So they're thinking about how other people might be feeling. So feelings and emotions. And obviously, like I said, because of being in the lockdown situation, it's really important we are talking about this all the time and giving our children the language to be able to express themselves and how they're feeling and how to deal with their emotions. And that it's okay to be angry, but what do we do when we are feeling angry and all that sort of stuff. So how can you get Paw Patrol into that? I don't know. Is Chase upset one day? Why is he upset? What's happened? How could we help him? That sort of thing. Okay, and then the other section I asked you to write down resources. Now, this is actually, uh, I've started back to front, normally the place where I start. And in resources, look at what you've got. What have you got? Don't don't jump on Amazon. I'm telling you now, don't jump on Amazon and start ordering everything to do with Paw Patrol because you don't need it, guys don't need it um i'm imagining you have more than enough stuff in the house already you might have some little pop troll figures great 
don't worry if you don't, you know, you can, there are ways around it. But have a look at what you've got already. Um, see what you have and um, what you've got and list it all down. I'm sure you might have books, you might have, like I said, you might have figures, you might have stickers or paper with it on or I don't know, you you must have something uh, or even they might have pyjamas or whatever, anything like that. Look at the resources you've already got that links really well to your theme. And then also have a look at things like books. Story and non-fiction are really great to use uh, with a theme and show children that we can use books for lots of different ways, for telling stories, but also for find out information. Um, songs. Are there any songs that link to your theme? Okay, we've got the Paw Patrol theme song, but can we think of any songs to do with dogs or with bones or with, um, I don't know, whatever the else they Paw Patrol do? Rescuing. There must be a song about rescue. Superhero. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I need to sit and think this, up, think this through. Um, TV programmes and YouTube can also be really great sources of... Um, ways for supporting our children and maybe learning new things, maybe watching a TV program. So you've, if you're doing Paw Patrol, it's, it's quite an easy one. But is there something that we could watch to learn more about uh, dogs, perhaps? Let's go with the dog theme. What, how do you look after dogs? What do dogs need? Da, 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 all that sort of stuff. And then uh, maybe are there any famous people that would link to your theme? Quite tricky with Paw Patrol. I don't know if well, they do have a mayor, so maybe you could learn about the mayor in your local area. You know, a bit of a tenuous link, really. But if you're doing another theme, you might have some famous people that pop to mind uh, that you might want to teach your children about. So there are lots of other ways of um, building up a resource bank. It doesn't need to be physical things in the home, um, but just to say about YouTube and programs and things. As you know, just to be on the safe side, I'd always watch them before showing them to your children. You know why, uh, but I think it's definitely worth being on the safe side. But, you know, the likes of um, things on um, CBBS and um, Bite Size and all that sort of stuff, there's some really great programmes and games as well they have on there. So it might link really nicely with whatever your theme is, say dinosaurs or whatever. Okay, so now this is the bit that I'm going to leave it up to you. This is where you you need some thinking time. Now it's gonna you're gonna have ideas pop to you during the day, and they're gonna come to you at night when you're brushing your teeth, whatever. And you think, oh, that'd be good for linking with dinosaurs. That'd be good for linking with Paw Patrol or whatever. But can you see what I mean? That now you've got your theme in mind, you're gonna be able to come up with loads of different types of play, loads and loads and loads, and also. Going back to the multiple Instagram posts and Pinterest and all those wonderful places, they can feel overwhelming. However, if you are going on there with a theme in mind, it helps you um, fine tune what you're searching for. So if dinosaurs is your thing, search for dinosaurs, search for activities to do with dinosaurs, rather than just seeing such a spectrum of play, which, like I said, can just become too much. Try and tune it in um, and see what you can find. And that might spark off some ideas as well. But go through the different areas. Go through creative and literally all the different ones and just think, how can I link this to Paw Patrol? What could we do around Paw Patrol? And of course, if you've got younger children, if you've got babies in there as well, um, quite often you can link those in as well. Maybe you're making a sensory bag for them or a, a story basket and you can have those in and get the big ones to help you with that. You might have big ones too. This, can, this could work with lots of different ages. It's just about adapting the interest uh, to suit the need of your child as well. 
So I hope that's helpful. Um, that is sort of the starting point of where lots of earlier practitioners would start planning their play. And then from there, once you've got that sheet filled with lots of wonderful ideas, don't worry if you're finding it hard. You know, people train to become teachers for a long time. Um, so don't worry if it's if it's feeling like it's quite a tricky exercise that I've given you here. This is just if you feel like you're wanting a bit more structure or theme to your play, because it's quite nice sometimes when you do have a theme that everything everything links quite nicely. And so, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, uh, just to jump back, I realised I missed out resources as well and can also be, I know we're in lockdown at the minute, so it's not quite the same, but normally you could also link that to days out, visiting places, things like that. So you could also have um, different places to go to, to link with your, I don't know, if you're doing space, go to the National Space Centre, you see what I mean? Uh, but at the minute in lockdown, that's not going to work. But you might link a, a visit to the park or a walkout or something, uh, might be able to link as well. So I'm sorry, I, I forgot to pop that in there. Yes, so this is your starting point now. You chuck all your ideas down on paper and then use that. Either go from there. Now, some people like a routine. Some people like to then write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, plan out your week. Don't bombard yourself thinking, oh, we'll do five activities a day. It's too much. It's too much. You're also making a big rod for your back because then your children are going to expect five activities a day. Just if you can, just do one a day, one every couple of days. One a week is absolutely fine. You can take this for as long as you like. You might also notice that with some themes, your child might really love it and really run with it, particularly if it's something that they're interested in. And if that's the case, um, you know, it might last longer than a week. It might last two weeks. It might last a month, you know. it can. It, it's, it's amazing how long it can last. And that's where early years practitioners are really skilled at seeing how it goes uh, and adapting the timetable and curriculum to suit the children and follow the interests. So have a look and then it's up to you whether you want to map that out onto some sort of timetable for the week or you don't. But all I'm saying is don't um, don't over plan. Don't think that you need to do everything because you don't. Don't worry if not everything gets done. It's just about having some tricks up your sleeve for when you've got a grey afternoon, you've got the kids at home, homeschooling's finished, you're thinking, what am I going to do? That you've got something already down on paper before you ha even have to go scrolling on Instagram and Pinterest. You've got something there that you know that your children enjoy and you've thought of it as well. So you'd be proud as punch of yourself for doing it. Use that as a basis and then go with it. And hopefully that will help you to feel more prepared and help you to plan your play. And that's what um, a lot of early year settings will do. If a theme works really well and you really like it, uh, that's great. Well done you. And like I said, go with it and see how long it lasts. If it doesn't, it's not a fail. Okay? Say that out loud. If it doesn't work, it's not a fail. You've tried right? That's that's the best you can do. And amazing and well done. Pat on the back. Sometimes our children just aren't interested. It's not, they're not able to cope with it yet. They may be not developmentally ready yet. We maybe have too high expectations of our children. You know, it could be a matter of things. They might be tired. They may be stressed from the situation of being in lockdown. Homeschoolings may be taking up all of their energy at the minute and they can't cope with this as well. It could be a multitude of reasons. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It's just not worked. Save that good big roll of paper, roll it up, save it for the summer, save it for in a couple of months time. Try a different theme, try something else, do something else. But please don't beat yourself up about it. All right, I'm going to leave that there. I really hope that's helpful. I did do a very brief uh, YouTube video about this. I think I might have done an IGTV as well. 
can't remember. Um, I make a lot of videos. Um, but I'm hoping that helps. Do let me know. Do let me know in any themes that you are doing. Um, or if there's any themes that you're getting stuck with and need some help. Our community group is amazing. The Play Hooray community page on Facebook. It is a private group, but come and join us. They are amazing at coming up with ideas and can help you out for certain. Um, but yes, so my podcasts aren't normally this long. They're normally 10 minutes max, but I got carried away today. Um, but I'm just hoping that it might be helpful for you. All right. Thank you for listening. Do come find me and say hi on Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, as always, happy playing.